This episode of the Main Event Talk podcast is brought to you by Rich's Billiards. 5815 Weber, not your average heroes, new name, same place. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another great edition of the Main Event Talk podcast. I am the main event player to supersede the God among gods, the king among kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth. Now, to those of you that wondered... Uh, if you had an opportunity to check out my live video that happened on Facebook um, early this morning, I'd mentioned that I was going to be doing another episode, which is happening right now. And as a matter of fact, this is the aftermath of what happened at Hearts Kill last night. The main event is going to be talking about some of those matches and everything and give you the results of all the matches and everything. And speaking of results, the anticipation to find out what's going to happen at WrestleMania this year has now been revealed. As a matter of fact... Something has changed at WrestleMania, and you'll find out what that is as well. Plus, some latest updates on what's going on at the Royal Rumble, and the possibility of the main event showing up over at Rich's Billiards this coming Saturday night for the UFC 257 featuring Conor McGregor. And the main event will give you some updates on that and more. So, let's go ahead and kick things off with an old-school 80s song, but done by a 90s band and some of you may know who this band is and others will probably not know it yet but you'll know who they are after the song is over Thank you. 
It's a very, very familiar song to all the old school 80s people, well, 80s rock bands that knew who that song is. But just in case you don't know, that's a song called Cars. Now, originally, the song was done by a man named Gary Newman, who did that song and did the video right around 1980. Right, uh, yeah, right around 1980, I think, to be exact. 1980, 1981, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But years later, this song would appear in... 1999 to be exact 1990 or 2000 uh where one of my all-time favorite bands fear factory did this same exact song which features gary newman on the video now if you've seen the video you know what i'm talking about uh this was a song i kept uh kept debating i mean obviously the first thing that came to my head was i wanted to put a fear factory song on here and i had to because it just popped out my head uh, and during my whole deal last night, um, having my barbecue and having my stuff and everything, Fear Factory was the first thing that came to my head. So, voila, the song um, Cars came on, wanted to put it on, wanted to put it on for everyone to listen to, and that's what it is. So, and uh, who is Fear Factory? I know some people probably are asking that right now. Uh, Fear Factory was one of these um, tremendous bands back in the 1990s, um, in an era when. Um, when metal to other people seem to think that metal is dead in the 90s, I, I've always felt metal was never dead. It was just sick. <laughs> That's what it was. It was just sick. And then you had bands like uh, Pantera that came along and tried to revitalize metal, which they did. And then you had these upcoming bands. Um, you had uh, death metal coming up on the rise from uh, the likes of Deicide and Cannibal Corpse and you know Death and other in that particular nature. And then you had these other bands that came out. Um, Fear Factory was one. Uh, Machine Head was another. Uh, both of their styles are a little bit similar, but uh, Fear Factory has more of a technical sound to them, which makes them kind of kind of new metal in some way. But uh, yeah, uh, Fear Factory. Uh, I was uh, such a huge fan of Fear Factory. The first song I've ever really heard was a song called Replica, you know, and that was one of my all-time favorite songs. And I think it was released back in 1994. I remember buying the CD for the first time and just hearing. Just hearing the entire CD for the first time, just the first song was badass. Just the first song um, where it began with, uh, I've got no more goddamn regrets. I've got no more goddamn respect. And just how that shit sounded was just amazing amazing every way possible but to go ahead and give you guys if you guys want to listen to some fear factory if you want to hear something like this song that you just heard all you got to do is go over to spotify and listen to fear factory look for fear factory and you can find all the albums on there from the likes of the obsolete album to demanufactured and other albums in that particular nature and you will look for those songs as well like cars and uh replica and uh, i believe it was one of my all-time favorites uh self-bias disorder i think that's what it was called called i think but anyways you can look for you can look for the fear factory album the um obsolete on spotify you can subscribe to them or listen to them on youtube or on pandora or wherever it is you find your favorite music okay so here we are, uh, getting ready to check out the aftermath. Uh, I had a chance to look at the aftermath of uh, last night's um, deal with uh, 
Impact Wrestling's um, Hard to Kill. So let me go ahead and give you not only the results of it. Uh, I had a chance to see part of the pay-per-view. There was a one-hour event that happened. I guess it was a one-hour countdown show before the actual event took place. Uh, I hadn't seen it yet. I'll probably get a chance to see it later. I know it featured uh, Brian Myers going one-on-one against Josh Alexander. I believe that was his name. Um, Let me see if I can get to... Here we go. Impact Wrestling. And look for Hard to Kill. There it is. Hard to Kill. There it is. The results are in. Okay. Now, for those of you that if you guys want to get an opportunity to check out Hard to Kill, uh, you'll be able to get some of the results on YouTube. You'll be able to see some of the matches, but it's not the full-length matches that you're going to be looking for. But if you want to look for it, you can do one of two things. You can either bootleg it somewhere, or you can go ahead and check it out on uh, Impact Plus or On Demand if you guys get an opportunity. So, let's see... Okay, here are the results. Okay, the first matchup right here. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, Brian Myers, one-on-one against Josh Alexander, a singles matchup which lasted about 10 minutes. Uh, the winner of the match was uh, Brian Myers. Uh, Brian Myers, as most of you guys know, the man formerly known as Kurt, Curtis, Hawk, Curtis Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins. <laughs> that's, the, that's the name. I swear to God it is. And um, the first matchup that took place was an intergender tag match uh, featuring two of the members of the Decay, if you remember that group, uh, Rosemary and Crazy Steve going up against uh, Tanega Dashwood. And I saw some of this match. It was okay. It was not you know as much as you would you know, see it that way. But uh, the winners of the match was, um, let's see, the members of Decay, Rosemary, and Crazy Steve. Uh, that was one match that was um, done and everything. Uh, an old school rules six man matchup, which features Eric Young, Diener, and Joe Doring taking on the team of Rhino, Tommy Dreamer, and Cousin Jake. Now, I had a chance to see, I guess they're, uh, Eric Young has got a new group going with both Joe Doring and Diener. And the group is called VBD. And what that means is Violence by Design. And this is sort of like, this was like, if, if I were to describe this group, it's almost like a secondary version, not the first version, but the secondary version of the group that uh, Eric Young was in a long time ago. Now, everybody remembers the group Sanity a long time ago, uh, uh, you know, a real good group, a uh, cool group that happened back in NXT. And then when they went to the main roster, uh, it, it would have achieved greatness had Vince McMahon decided to go ahead and screw up this group, which they did, you know, and that's exactly what happened. So now you've got AJ, uh, I'm sorry, you've got Eric Young that's now a part of a new group, um, Violence by Design with Diener and Joe Doring. And uh, I got I got to admit, I was impressed. Uh, saw the match, was great. Uh, violence by Des- uh, violence by design won the match, and they defeated uh, cousin Jake Rhino and Tommy Dreamer. Great matchup to check out. The finals of the tag team match to receive the brand new 
Knockouts Championship, a tag team championship. It's been a long, long time since I've seen the Knockouts champ, uh, Tag Team Championship being defended. The last time I saw the titles was back in 2000, 2012, 2013, I think, was the last time I saw those titles. And not to dispense with the formalities, it was uh, Fire and Flavor. Flavor, not flavor, flavor. Anyways, Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles uh, taking on the team of Havoc and Navia. Um, Winner of the match uh, and new knockouts tag team champions, Fire and Flavor. Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles, they are the new knockouts tag team champions. Congratulations go out to them at this time. Now... We're going to, um, let me see if I can, and I believe it's here somewhere, if we can get right to it. Now, in the middle of the match, or in the middle of the event, Ace Austin, who had won the Super X Cup at Genesis just last week, uh, appeared at the Hearts Kill event, and he, I believe he wanted a match, he felt like he was disrespected, and then... He got a huge surprise, and as a matter of fact, not only did he get a huge surprise, not only did Impact Wrestling get a surprise, but the world got a huge surprise, and it's still being talked about to this day. Go without Ace Austin, did you? No. I'm gonna... Uh, I'm sorry, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, (laughs) I had it here somewhere. Oh, here we go. That's what I was looking for. Look, Ace, I'll be honest, I appreciate your passion. I do. And last Saturday, I walked down this ramp, got right in the ring, and shook your hand when you won the Super X Cup. Because you're good. You're damn good. And look, the way you're going about this isn't right. This isn't the way. You should have came to my office. You should have knocked on the door. You should have tried to talk to me. But you bypassed. You know, you're young. you're, You're excited. You're eager. I get that. And I'll acknowledge you've raised some good points. You're a great athlete. You're a star here in Impact Wrestling. And the Hard to Kill pay-per-view needs an Ace Austin match. But the fact is, it's not going to be the X Division title match. That boat sailed. But, look, I see you're here. See you're all geared up. And I see you're ready. So for you right now, I got a special opponent. And he's always ready. Holy sh... What the hell? This is a mark out moment, and I'm marking out, bro! That is Matt Cardona! Anything can happen! What is he doing here? This is amazing! Ace Austin came out and said that this show needs to have more Ace Austin. Scott DeBoer then replied and said, this man is always ready. Matt Cardona stands high above an Impact Wrestling ring, but Matt Cardona has never, ever wrestled anyone like Ace Austin. No, without a doubt, Ace Austin is one of the most unique athletes this business has ever seen. But Matt Cardona, this man is a star.
yeah, I just wanted to go ahead and get that song out of the way. But man, a huge surprise to the wrestling world, Matt Cordona. And and let me go ahead and get this out of the way because to those of you that know who Matt Cordona is, you know where he came from. But for those that don't, this was the man that was formerly known as Zack Ryder when he was in the WWE. He was released from his contract about a year ago, as a matter of fact, and then he made an appearance over in AEW. Now, he was only there for just a brief period of time, and I don't know if they wanted to sign Matt Cordona to a contract. Didn't happen. Sorry, didn't happen. And uh, Matt Cordona, uh, Cordona had his match against Ace Austin. Um, great match, great match. Um, Zack Ryder, or I'm sorry, Matt, Matt Cordona uh, looked like he never left the ring in every way possible. And uh, it looked good. It looked extremely good. And uh, however, Matt, Madman Fulton, uh, Ace Austin's um, bodyguard, it came in and interfered in the match. So it was a disqualification. Your winner, Matt Cordona. And I believe... Um, I know some people were a bit disappointed, and plus the match didn't even last that long. It was only like, it was only like a two-minute match. That was it. And um, you know, this was one of these matches where um, it was good to see um, Matt Cordona there because we had not seen him in a long, long time. And um, uh, reports have been coming in that there's a possibility that he may sign with Impact Wrestling. Uh, we don't know how long. It may be a few months. It may be. Uh, a year or something like that, and who knows? I mean, he may be a part of Impact Wrestling, and he may probably have something to do with the uh, with the whole thing with AEW and Impact Wrestling. But we'll discuss that when we can. But your winner, Mac Cordona, defeated Ace Austin via disqualification. Uh, this one was another great matchup, a triple threat match for the Impact Wrestling's X Division Championship. Manic defending the championship against Chris Bay and Ragu, or Rohit Ragu, or how how the fuck he calls himself. Uh, once again, not going to suspense with the formalities. There was one point in the match where I saw uh, Ragu try to take off the mask of Manic, and even though the mask was taken off. He still covered his face, and I wasn't sure the purpose of him taking the mask off anyway. Look, we all know, and for those of us that are huge wrestling fans, know who Manic is. Manic used to be known as Suicide. Yes, for those of you that don't know who he is, he used to be known as Suicide. And then, and then... Long time ago, he was manic. And then when he was in the WWE, he used to be known as TJ Perkins. Okay, TJP. So we know it's him. So let's dispense with the formalities. Your winner and still X Division champion, Manic, still holds on to the title, defeating Chris Bay and Ragu. The next matchup here was for the Knockouts Championship, Taya Valkyrie against Diana Peraza. Uh this was this uh it was a pretty good match. I mean it wasn't the best match in the world, but it was just something that um uh it give or take, you know. But anyways, I already knew right away Diana Peraza was gonna win the match. Uh she defeated uh Taya Valkyrie for the knockouts championship, still remaining the champion in every way possible. 
Okay, uh, there's this one match over here that I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna leave this for last. Okay, I'm gonna leave this one for uh, for uh, last. It's the match between Ethan Page and the Karate Man. Now, this match features one person in one match, and the odd thing about this match, he wins. You'll find out all about that in just a moment. All right, the next matchup. Uh, Eddie Edwards uh, taking on Sammy Callahan in a barbed wire massacre match. Uh, I didn't see much of it. They showed just a little bit of a preview of it. I was trying to find a, w a way to win the match, but uh, find a way to watch the match. Couldn't do it, but in here, I'll just give you the results right here. Your winner, Eddie Edwards, defeating the draw, Sammy Callahan, and everything. So. The next match, uh, the last and final matchup, is the members of the, I guess they're called the Super Elite now, uh, AEW, the supposed AEW World Champion Kenny Omega, and the Good Brothers, the Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. Now, they were scheduled, and I mentioned this on my Facebook page early this morning. I mentioned that it was originally supposed to be them against the Motor City Machine Guns and the Impact Wrestling World Champion Rich Swan, but not sure exactly what the reports are unless I find out something different. Alex Shelley was supposed to have been a part of this match, but apparently I, I'm not sure if his flight was delayed or he couldn't make it or he may have been ill or, or I'm not sure. Um, the reports were out that he wasn't coming. so. Um, big mystery on that so we may have to find out some more information on this as soon as we can so alex shelley's replacement believe it or not and i and here's the odd thing um i believe and i don't know if as a matter of fact um and i had this match in here somewhere i don't know if it's appeared here or not but the person that replaced alex shelley was the tna the and I, and I say this, the supposed TNA world champion Moose, and he replaced Alex Shelley in the match. So it was going to be the you know the super elite, you know the Good Brothers and the AEW world champion Kenny Omega to take on one half of the Motor City Machine Guns, um, Chris Sabin, the TNA world champion Moose. And the Impact Wrestling World Champion, Rich Swan. So, and if I'm not mistaken, and I think I may have this somewhere here, I think Moose was scheduled. Actually, I think he had his match already on Impact. I guess, I guess it was with uh, Willie Mack. And I think that was supposed to have happened on Hard to Kill. But I may have to get into detail about this uh, when I have the opportunity. Anyways. There's one thing I wanted to show you guys, and I want you to hear this, because this was, it's, <laughs> you know, I've mentioned several times that Kenny Omega is, I mean, he's, he's a great champion, okay? I'm, I'm not going to argue the point about this, but once again, I state this and I state this again. The fact that, yes, Kenny Omega is the AEW world champion, but he acts like he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Let me tell you something. Buttercrust is way better than Kenny Omega, unfortunately. That's just me talking. But the thing is, with Don... Ka and, and, and once again, I hear this stupid comparison to Kenny Omega and Don Callis right next to Bobby the Brain Heenan and Nick Botwinkle. 
Once again, I'm going to tell, and, and Dave Meltzer has said this several times, and I'm going to say it right here, right now. You do not compare a jackal, no pun intended, a jackal and a moronic jackass to two great legends in Bobby the Brain Heenan and Nick Bockwinkle. The difference between the two is quite simple. Kenny Omega draws with a pencil while Nick Bockwinkle, back in his day, drew money. Bobby the Brain Heenan was one of the greatest of all time. And whether we like it or not, well, actually, we do like it or not. Bobby the Brain Heenan is one of the greatest managers of all time, and he is at the top of his game. And not to mention the fact that he's pretty much the number one number one greatest manager of all time. And to put Don Callis right next to him is sad. It's very, very sad. But let me show you this clip. And it is... <sighs> Just listen in. Now we wait for the moment that people will remember. They will tell their children where they were tonight. Kenny Omega stepped inside of an Impact Wrestling ring. Ladies and gentlemen, I am going to introduce to you a man so special. There is only one person on earth that has the linguistic capacity to do a proper introduction. This man is a legend in his early 30s. Gotch, Hackenschmidt, Fez, Race, Flair, Hogan, all pale in comparison and are all insects in the shadow of the god of professional wrestling ladies and gentlemen from winnipeg manitoba canada the wrestling capital of the world at 224 pounds he is your aew world champion Kenny by God Omega Gentlemen, 
all I can say is just sit back, let's watch, and let's see how this plays out. And I guarantee you we're all going to be entertained by what we're about to see. Having someone like Kenny Omega in this match, it changes everything. Having someone like Kenny Omega walk through the halls of Impact, having someone like Kenny Omega have his own private dressing room in the back of Skyway Studios, that can't sit well with all the other men and women that have built this company. Look at Saban, look at Moose, look at Swan. Forget their differences. Impact was built on their backs. Yes. They cannot feel good about that as Brian Hebners takes a quick tumble. He's been assigned this task. Dilo, break this down for us. Like right now, it's, it's, you see the lines are being drawn. On one side, you've got Moose and Saban and Rich Swan, and they're standing up for the pride of Impact Wrestling. And on the other side, you've got the Good Brothers, who are almost turncoats. And by God, Kenny Omega, coming to prove that he thinks AEW is the more powerful, more prestigious championship and company. This is going to be one hell of a battle. I don't see a chess match here. I see a bunch of fists flying and feet flying and clothes lining and people getting the snot knock out of their mouth. And this is going to be one hell of a match. Okay. Um, okay, just, just in case anybody wonders um, who those commentators were, uh, it wasn't Josh Matthews or... Um, Madison Rain. Uh, I believe from what I understand, I think Madison Rain has officially retired, and I don't know exactly what's happening with Josh Matthews, but I may have to find out about that uh, sometime, um, sometime soon. Anyways, um, okay. Okay, everybody, everybody, um, so let me, let me suspend some of the formalities, because number one, tag team match was good. Number two, Everyone played a major role in this match. From the Good Brothers to the Kenny Omega to Moose. Moose did an outstanding job. Um, Alex Shelley, uh, I'm sorry, um, not Alex Shelley. Um, Chris Sabin and Rich Swanson. One, um, the Impact Wrestling World Champion. Don Callis coming out mentioning names like Hogan and Bockwinkle and everyone that he just does and all those. And what did he say? Pale in comparison to Kenny Omega. So you're going to sit here and tell me that Kenny Omega is better than all of these guys here. All those wrestlers that Don Callis just mentioned, all those guys combined make more money than Kenny Omega makes in a year. That, that's... <laughs> and it... Once again, it's back to don't give a shit about how Omega is as a talent. He's a, he's a great talent, but he's not he's not the greatest of all time. And I also find it so insulting that this dude's 30 years old and he's already a legend. Right? Once again, hasn't proven anything. It's one thing when you're in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And you may be, he may be considered God over there somehow. Or some people consider him the greatest of all time. When in my eyes, in the eyes of the true pro wrestling fans, and I say the true pro wrestling fans, we look at Kenny Omega and, once again, talented athlete, 
but hasn't proven anything. And just because you hold on to a world title and you're in, and, and Matt Stryker was, Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown were the commentators in this, uh, in this deal, right? So I'm listening to this, right? And um, it's no surprise that, that Matt Stryker would start kissing ass right away. Mention that this is the greatest moment. You know, we're being waited on by this dude. It's like, okay, really? Really? I mean, I I was in all of Ric Flair's entrance and his music every time as a kid. You know? I was in all when I saw Hulk Hogan as a kid a long time ago. I was in all with the Von Erics when they made an appearance over at Texas Stadium and they were the hottest thing going in all of pro wrestling. And you think Kenny Omega, who lasted, who might have lasted three minutes to find the entranceway to the fucking ring and head, head straight to the fucking ring, right? All that, it's ridiculous. This is the thing. Okay, let me go ahead and just get it out of the way. And it was, no, it was a no-brainer, it was no surprise that Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers won the match. They won the match. However, there were some people that talked about the ending of the matchup. And I, I, I kind of agree with this part. Um, Kenny Omega pinned the Impact Wrestling World Champion, right? The AEW World Champion pinned the Impact Wrestling World Champion in the middle of an Impact Wrestling ring. And to me, I agree with this part when I say I, I think it would have been better for Kenny Omega to either... I don't think pinning Moose would do anything. I, I think I would like Kenny Omega better to pin Chris Sabin just to kind of get the champion's attention. I kind of agree with that. Uh, I think I heard a, a Meltzer, Dave Meltzer had actually said that. And I agree, I agree. But having Kenny Omega go up against uh, a pinning the Impact Wrestling World Champion, Rich Swan, it's kind of, uh, I, I guess they're going to try and maybe set up something with Impact Wrestling, the, the Impact Wrestling World Champion, versus Kenny Omega, maybe a champion versus champion, maybe Kenny Omega may want to take that championship, right, or something, that's that's the, the word I'm getting, but at the end of the day, yes, I mean, all, all of us, we, we already knew right away that Kenny Omega was going to win, we already knew right away that the Good Brothers were going to win this match, it was no-brainer, it was one of these things where it was a it was a good match, okay? I'm not gonna lie. The the main event match was good. It was great. But the problem, once again, it's it's back to Omega being this, being that, when he hasn't proven anything yet. He hasn't proven anything yet. There, there will people there are gonna be people that are gonna argue with me on that. Fine, you do what you will. But unless he beats someone that I can actually say he beat. I'll be surprised, and you'll find out what that is somewhere down the road when we have an opportunity to talk a little bit more about the supposed world champion, Kenny Omega. Okay, now, we uh, we got one more match that we need to talk about, and it's this whole thing with Ethan Page, okay? Let me see if I can, because I had it here somewhere. I want you guys to listen to this, because it's 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 like... It's just listen. Just just listen.
picked a place. You picked the time. Well, Karate Man, are we gonna do this or what? Ethan Page. You are weak. You are stupid. And you are ugly. Yes. The Kumite is now. Okay, let's stop it right there because okay. Now I wanted I wanted to leave this for last because this was the stupidest thing I've seen in this pay-per-view. Okay, now let's go back to a stupid event that took place probably it was an impact wrestling. It was a few months ago, something about a murder mystery. Uh, someone got killed or shot, Johnny Bravo. Uh, he came back to life and all this other stuff. It became the worst, it became the worst murder mystery in the history of pro wrestling, okay? Now, there's this match between the Karate Man and Ethan Page. Ethan Page is the Karate Man, okay? He's the same guy, okay? It's like, it's, it's, what? Oh, God, how do I put this delicately? It's like looking at Doink the Clown versus Doink the Clown. The only difference is when I saw Doink the Clown versus Doink the Clown, there were two actual Doinks, okay? That looked a lot more realistic. This. This. This was like... Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter getting together over a hot dog while trying to get to McDonald's to get themselves a Big Mac with no cheese. And believe me, I know that didn't make any sense, but watching this match did not make any sense at all. Here's the thing. The crazy part about this match, there was only one winner, and it's the same guy. I... <laughs> uh let me see if I can I'm I'm just going to I'm just going to screw through here. Let's see who wins. Yep. It it says here the karate man defeated Ethan Page. When in reality when in reality Ethan Page actually defeated Ethan Page. I I I'm just like it, it's like it, it's like this was and I'll say this because it's true. It's more worse than seeing The Undertaker take on The Undertaker at SummerSlam of 1994. The difference is, at least with The Undertaker versus Undertaker, you actually saw two Undertakers in the middle of the fucking ring. This was stupid. Comes out, what, 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 I saw a waterfall in the background, I saw an eagle come by, there was a dragon somewhere breathing fire, and I saw a sensei hopping up with some fucking shit or so it's what the fuck is this seriously and okay okay i'm trying to compose myself here hard to kill was a great event some of the matches were okay ethan page has lost his damn mind i think he smoked some weed while he was doing some heroin while snorting the wrong pot that is how bad this match was 
Okay, nonetheless, if you want to check out Hard to Kill, which uh, proceed at your own risk, by the way. If you want to see Hard to Kill, go ahead and see it on demand. See it on Impact Plus. It may not be there, or you can see it on... uh, If YouTube were to somehow have it, it'd be... um, Yeah, that would be it. But anyways, um, we've got some stuff we need to talk about uh, now that we got the Impact Wrestling stuff out of the way. We've got some news in regards to WrestleMania. And believe it or not, um, this report came just yesterday, uh, right around the time when I was um, I was watching some football earlier today. By the way, uh, big congratulations go out to my good friend Jonathan Chappelle, or you know, jo- you know, my good friend Jonathan Chappelle, who is a huge Green Bay Packers fan. And to those of you that are huge Green Bay Packer fans, you know that they defeated the L.A. Rams last night. And also, let's see. As a matter of fact, and let me see if I can find. Um, I went through this earlier. Let's see if we can get right to it, if you don't mind. There we go. Okay. Now, here here are some of the matches that uh, some of the football games that it took place uh, today, as a matter of fact. Uh, well, yesterday, the... Let's see. The Green Bay Packers defeated the Rams 32 to 18. This was last night. The Baltimore Ravens, they defeated uh they lost to the Buffalo Bills. The Bills. Oh my fucking god. And then just today, and this was kind of a shock and I didn't think it would happen, but it actually happened. The Cleveland Browns lost to the uh Kansas City Chiefs which means Jerry the King Lawler is pretty pissed off because, as you guys know, he's a Browns fan. And also, it's... And somehow, I really wanted the Saints to win, but it didn't happen. The Buccaneers won against the Saints 30-20. to Now, just to give you guys an idea, there are two... Uh, conference matches that are go- conference championships that are going to be taking place next Sunday to all you NFL fans out there. So with those wins, you got the Buccaneers taking on the Packers. That's going to be an interesting match right there, and they're going to take on uh, whoever wins this will advance. Well, let's put this out of the way if you don't mind. Okay, the buff uh, the. The Buccaneers are taking on the Green Bay Packers, and the Buffalo Bills are going to take on the Chiefs. Now, the winners of these two of these two games will advance forward into the Super Bowl. These are the only four teams that are left, so I'm just you know giving you guys a heads up. So, I know Jonathan's going to be watching the Green Bay Packers match extremely well in every way possible, and I know there's a lot of fans that are possibly anticipating to see the Bills win the Super Bowl, and I think there's a lot of people, and I've talked with some people that have asked, that I asked them, who did they want to see go to the Super Bowl? Two teams that just mentioned, one, Green Bay, the other, Buffalo Bills. And let me tell you something, if that happens, I like Green Bay, I, you know, Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I want to see Green Bay win a championship. I do. I, I will admit that up, up front. But I am going to be very surprised. I'm going to be very surprised if the Buffalo Bills win. I swear to God. If the Buffalo Bills win this match and move on to the Super Bowl and they win, 
it's going to be like the Philadelphia Eagles all over again. But that's just me talking. That's just me talking. But enough with the uh, NFL stuff. Let's get on to the news about WrestleMania. And as a matter of fact, this news is going to be taking place right here, right now. So let's get on with the WrestleMania report. Welcome to the WrestleMania Report. I'm definitely not who you think I am. And I'm definitely not who you think I am. So just stop asking. We're just two reporter people with regular reporter names. But that is not important right now. No, what's important is that we have breaking news. But first, let's start with the most trusted name in weather, Sonny McCloud. There's no weatherman here. No Sonny McNothing. Just me. Sitting in my rightful place. Not here to join the parade. But if we were, just for a moment, we might say something like, the extended forecast calls for... Just give it to him straight. Tampa Bay will host WrestleMania this April at Raymond James Stadium. And? And Roman Reigns will walk into Raymond James Stadium as the undisputed universal champion. And Roman Reigns will walk out of Raymond James Stadium, the universal champion. Back to the studio. Wow. Raymond James Stadium is going to be buck wild this April. <laughs> Yes, it is. What an honor to host again for the first time. Now, we have real breaking news in sports. Haley Mary is with us live from Dallas. What do you got for us, boss? I have exclusively confirmed some big news coming out of Texas. Haley, did you get the statement we sent out from Charlotte Jones regarding WrestleMania coming back to AT&T Stadium in 2022? <laughs> From me first, WrestleMania will take place in 2022 at AT&T Stadium right here in Texas. It doesn't get much bigger than this. Back to you, Henry. Haley dropping exclusives like it's hot. And how about AT&T Stadium? Tremendous spectacle. Hank, you're a tremendous spectacle. You can't see me in the latest in entertainment. Go. Hugh? Hugh, we can't see you. You can't see me? Oh, I love doing that. <laughs> and we love that you do it. You know what else I love? L.A. You know, when I say L.A., it just sounds so manufactured. Hugh, keep in mind, we are live. You know what else I love? L.A. <laughs> That's right, Hollywood. And who doesn't love a little drama and suspense? Cue dramatic zoom. Well, I've got some for you. WrestleMania's going Hollywood. In 2023, you didn't see that plot twist coming. And scene. Print that one. <laughs> That's the one. Oh, and also... If you want some, come get some. 
thanks, Hugh. You got a bit carried away there and forgot to mention the scene setting, SoFi Stadium, or as I like to say, so fine Stadium. It's so majestic, it could be the 10th wonder of the world. One may wonder why it's not. <laughs> wonder. Wonder. <laughs> Nothing like a good news giggle. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, and that about wraps things up for the WrestleMania report. Oh, thank God. I don't think they knew that was us, you think? Oh, certainly not. You were awesome, by the way. Just incredible. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is official and it is going to happen. So with that being said, if you guys heard it, you know what's going on. But just in case you don't know, WrestleMania 37 was originally supposed to be the, um, the WrestleMania Goes Hollywood bit. But we've been wondering for quite a while now. Uh, we're almost getting close to the end of the episode, but I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way. But we were wondering for the longest time, uh, is WrestleMania 37 going to happen? Is, is, are they going to even have it over in Hollywood? Uh, sure enough, when they announced that it was going to take place in 2023, I was like, well, that's not a, that's not a, not a bad idea at all. And for them to head over to Raymond James Stadium this year for WrestleMania, my first thought is, you know what? Thank you. And I know the people over at Tampa Bay are definitely going to be excited because, as you guys know, WrestleMania was supposed to have taken place one year ago. And with the whole pandemic and the whole coronavirus and everything, they did not get an opportunity to check out WrestleMania 37 or WrestleMania 36. So we ended up seeing WrestleMania 36, which was a two-night event at the time. And, you know, saw it. Great event. But it would have been a whole lot better if we had an audience. But now this year, WrestleMania 37 is going to take place live over at Raymond J. Stadium. And this time, there's going to be a viewing audience over there. Now, no mention yet of the ticket sales, but no doubt a lot of fans are going to be excited to check out WrestleMania 37 as it takes place over at Raymond J. Stadium. Now, not only that, just in case you didn't see it, WrestleMania this year just like last year will be a two-night event that's right it's a two-night event and everyone's excited about it on saturday april 10th and sunday april 11th that's what's going to happen this year at wrestlemania now of course uh oh by the way and just to mention this uh wrestlemania 38 is going to take place sunday april 3rd uh, in 2022, it returns to AT&T Stadium over in Dallas, Texas. And I know that everyone, especially over here in Texas, are extremely excited to see WrestleMania come back. It returns to AT&T Stadium. Will they break the record that took place, what was it, 2016, 2007? Oh, 2016, when they made the record for 101,000 fans. Could they break the record in 2022 we'll just have to find out and then of course sunday april 2nd 2023 over at sophia stadium 
WrestleMania goes Hollywood, and I'm so excited for that. And I'm, I'll tell you what, I'm just glad that it took place, and I'm glad you know everything went good for it. And um, now, now I'm wondering who's gonna main event WrestleMania. I'm wondering how will this all come together, and more importantly. We got the Royal Rumble coming up uh, in two weeks, coming up on Saturday, on Sunday, January 19th. I'm sorry, Sunday, January 31st. And I know a lot of people have asked me the question, who is going to win this year's Royal Rumble? Who will be moving on to WrestleMania? We'll just all have to find out within the next couple of weeks until it all takes place. The road to WrestleMania begins soon, guys. So... (laughs) Get an opportunity to check out the Royal Rumble live as it happens on pay-per-view and on the WWE Network. Uh, uh, I keep saying Saturday. Uh, January 31st on the WWE Network and everything else like that. So get an opportunity to check it out while you can. Now, just uh, before I go, because I'm fixing to go ahead and take off here, to remind everybody that next week, the main event will be doing, obviously, a new episode of the Main Event Talk podcast talking about the Royal Rumble. I am going to be over at Rich's Billiards next Saturday for the big fight featuring Conor McGregor that's going to take place over... um, uh, back at the the UFC arena or something like that, but I can't wait to check it out. Conor McGregor is going to have his fight. It's going to happen over. Uh, no, no official confirmation yet that if Richards Billiards is going to have it, but knowing them, they probably will. And if they do, the main event is going to be there to check out the event and check out the fight and so much more. And plus, it is also the main event's revenge that's going to happen on that day. You'll know what that is. Real, real soon. So with that being said, that's going to do it for this edition of this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Don't forget to follow the Main Event on Twitter at twitter.com slash at Main Event Player. You can also follow me on Facebook on my Real Main Event Talk Facebook page at facebook.com slash at Real Main Event Talk. Don't forget to friend request me on Facebook at facebook.com slash at Main Event Player. You can also follow me on Instagram as well at instagram.com slash at Main Event Player. And also to let everybody know, No, uh, oh, and also, I'm sorry, subscribe to the Main Event Talk podcast while you can and get an opportunity to, you know, check out some of the latest episodes that are happening and everything. So I guess that's it. Uh, What else did I forget? Um, Give me a second here. Uh, I think we have, hmm, I was trying to look for something here, but I can't seem to find it. Let's see here. Oh, there it is. (laughs) That's all I wanted to do. But anyways, guys, I'm out of here. Get an opportunity. Like I said, once again, if you guys want to check out some great UFC action, head over to Richard's Billiards at 5815 Weber. Not your average hero's new name, same place. And as I stated before, the Royal Rumble is coming, and it's going to take place live Sunday, January 31st. Live as it happens on pay-per-view and on the WWE Network. Sorry. I'll see you next time in another great episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Why? Because I can and I want to. Any questions? Enough said. Huh!